You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 235. Where do you start in keeping your church safe? Last week, we started this discussion by asking the question, what are you doing to keep your church safe? I mean, you don't have to dig very deep in the news to see that churches are um, becoming uh, ever-increasing targets for violence. And, of course, we think of, of worst-case scenario with active shooters and um, terrorism, but the reality is violence occurs in many ways. There's, there's robberies at churches, domestic violence situations often spills over in churches. So, so there's, a, there's a number of different ways that violence can affect your church. And, and to, to put our heads in the sand and to just, you know, hope that nothing happens is really irresponsible, I believe. And um, I believe God wants us to protect His church, not just spiritually, but also physically. And so I want to recap really quick what we talked about last week um, on the different things that you can do to protect your church. Number one is, obviously, do nothing and hope for the best. Number two is you can hire uniformed security guards. Number three, we mentioned hiring an off-duty police officer. Number four, develop a team from within your church. And then number five is a combination of three and four, a combination of hiring police officers, off-duty police officers, and developing a team from within. Well, obviously, number one is no good, just putting our heads in the sand and doing nothing. And uh, really, hiring uniformed security guards, um, while some churches do that, I know some churches, um, that is their, their preferred method of security, and it's definitely better than nothing. However, I, I think for um, you're definitely going to get more bang for your buck by hiring an off-duty police officer if that's the route you choose to go, because security guards really don't have arrest powers. Uh, most of the time, they're not armed. And, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I think the, the level of training, the level of professionalism you're going to get from hiring one of your local off-duty police officers is a much better way to go. But even beyond that, I think what your goal should be is to develop a team from within. Um, this is what our church has done. Our church is uh, probably 1,500 members, maybe even pushing 2,000 members. Um, weekend attendance close to uh, around eight 800 right now um, with two services. And we have a team that we've developed within. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And uh, these, these men and women um, protect the church. They protect the flock. And we'll talk about the criteria, the standards on how to get on the team next week. But, uh, but we have developed, we've created a team from within our church. But... We also, and so this is number five, a combination of, of, of these two, 
um, when we have large events, which we do several times a year, we will hire off-duty police officers to be present at those events to be with um, to supplement our security. Um, the the security guards, the, the the security team that we use, our ministry, um, our, our our the people from our church are not. Um, identifying themselves as security, the people that need to know who they are know who they are, but uh, most people don't, and we prefer to keep it that way, that low-key approach. But when we have a, a big event, we want uniforms, uh, we want police cars, we want people to know that we have um, a uniform police presence. And and the police officers that we, we hire, um, they, they help with traffic, they help getting people in and out, but they also uh, walk around our location, providing that extra visibility that we want. So this is a this is a great way to go. This is my recommendation, and we'll we'll talk about it as we kind of move on. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, The Darkest Part of the Night. Last week we we uh, highlighted when the future ended. That was Volume One of the Zombie Terror War series. Well, Volume Two is the darkest part of the night. Can you imagine what would happen if terrorists released a biological weapon in the heart of suburbia? Maybe even in a school. Maybe in a university. And, you know, the in, in, we can talk about any kind of biological weapons. Biological weapons have been around for years. Um, it's something we don't think that much about. Again, when we think of terrorism, we often think of uh, active shooters and bombs, but uh, biological weapons are a dangerous, dangerous thing, and uh, it really not that hard to deploy. So what this novel is about, this is volume two, and this is taking uh, where we were at in volume one, we're taking it another step farther with the terrorists trying to release this deadly virus all over America. Can Chuck and his team stop the virus in time? And in this particular book, I'm not going to spoil it, but just suffice it to say that the heart of suburbia comes face to face with this deadly zombie virus. And so what's going to happen? So check out The Darkest Part of the Night. I know you'll love it. People ask me, well, is this is this Christian fiction? And I always say kind of because I'm not sitting down to write a Christian novel, although it's kind of hard to... Uh, you know, if you're a believer, not for your faith not to come in. But what I'm trying to do is just tell a fun story, educate a little bit, and entertain. So check it out. You can read the, the first couple of chapters on Amazon for free. But, uh, but I know you'll love it. The darkest part of the night, there will be a link in the show notes. Well, all right, we are back. Where do you start in keeping your church safe? Imagine you come to, you're, you're, you're an executive pastor, an associate pastor, or you're a volunteer in the church, and on Monday morning, the pastor comes to your office or he rings you up and he says, listen, I need you to create a safety team ministry in our church. Your pastor has, has awakened to the possibility that, that your church um, could be a target. And of course, all churches could be a target. And he's asking you to put a safety team together. He's asking you to research it. He's asking you to um, really find out what you need to do to create 
um, a safe, a safety team ministry, a security team that's going to watch over your church. Where do you start? My suggestion is, first of all, do some research. Um, attend a conference. Attend some training yourself um, and see what is out there. I'm going to list two websites in the show notes. One is for sheepdogchurchsecurity.net. Great website, great people. Um, they have an excellent podcast that I listen to regularly, and it's only the only thing they talk about is how to secure your church. It's an excellent resource, and I highly recommend it. Um, the other website that I'll, I'll, I'll put in the show notes is Strategos International. Uh, these guys uh, are really just a dynamite group. They are providing um, security training to churches uh, all over the country. I had the privilege of attending one of their their seminars last year, and it was a, it was a two day seminar, and absolutely dynamite and informative. And I just encourage you to to look and see what's out there. And these are just two. I'm just giving you two two ideas of, of places you can go to get some insight, some education, and and some resources. Of course, I'm available as well. I'm a 30 year police officer, retired as a lieutenant from one of the largest police departments in the Southeast. And since I've retired, uh, along with some of the missionary stuff we're doing, this is kind of what I'm focusing on is is, is church security and, and, and some other things. So I'm also open if you need some help. Um, I've worked with a number, our church obviously, but a number of other local churches and helping them establish their safety ministry. So definitely reach out. Um, you know, it's easy to get in touch with me. So you, you, you've done your research now. Maybe you've gone to a seminar. Maybe you've uh, attended some training. You've been um, cruising around online, looking at church uh, security websites and some, um, some some other information. And so you feel like you've got an idea of what you want to do now. So now you're you're ready to move forward. Well, the the big question is, who are you going to utilize from within your church? If you're going to use a build a team from within your church. Who are you going to utilize? I mean, right off the bat, you may decide, no, 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 we're going to hire a police officer. Fantastic. No problem. I get it. Um, and, and this is money well spent. And, you know, the beauty of hiring an off-duty police officer is, um, again, you've got arrest powers, you've got someone who's armed, you've got the uniform, you've got the police car. Um, it's it's a great way to go to protect your church. I, I think it's a great idea. Now, sometimes hiring police officers, and this is what I've heard from leaders in churches, is, well, you know, the officer we hired just wasn't very friendly. And, you know, we're a friendly church, and the officer just stood over in the corner and, and stared at his phone. And, you know, that's a conversation for you to have with a police officer when you bring them in. Um, you're paying them good money to be there at your church to provide security. And uh, they, they may not attend your church, but you can at least say, listen, this is what I need. I need you to be smiling, um, nodding, waving at people, talking talking to people, being friendly, because, you know, some people are put off by the uniform. So you can have that conversation with the officer and tell him what you require. And if he's not willing to go along with that, then hire another one. It's easy. You call the police department, you say, listen, that officer didn't work out. Can you send me somebody else? And they'll send you another officer. So, um, you know, that's, that's the, the way to kind of deal with that issue. But if you say... Um, I'm going to raise up a team from within. The question becomes, where do you start? First of all, 
Do you have a police officer that attends your church? It's an optimum if you do. Maybe a retired police officer. Maybe, maybe somebody who has law enforcement experience and then changed careers. But find somebody, if you have somebody like that in your church, and you can sit down and talk to them and see um, if maybe they do have that skill set. Uh, maybe that might be something they would be interested in being a part of. Um, and if you don't, then that might be the go to the next level. Do you have somebody in your church who has a military background? Now, obviously, everybody with a military background is not going to be cut out for uh, church security. I mean, you might have somebody who is a mechanic, but at the same time, they've still had military training and they have that mindset. And so utilizing them um, could really be the key to to building the team that, that you want. So do you have a police officer in your church, somebody with police experience? Um, do you have somebody with a military background in your church? Um, in our church, we're fortunate because we've got people with, you know, we've got active duty police officers. I'm a retired police officer. We've got um, people with military. Um, and, and you know, we've, we've, we've also got a, a fellow whose job is he's a security officer um, at one of the the children's health uh, hospitals in the in the area, and you know this is this is phenomenal because his skill set now obviously his position is not an armed position at work, but um, he's got that security background. So this might be something to check. Do you have somebody in your church that has a security background? Now, you may say, you know what, I don't have any any cops in my church. I don't have any military people in my church. I don't have any security guards in my church. What do I do? I can't afford to hire a police officer. Where do I start? Well, this is this is where you're going to have to maybe go through your church's roster, go through your church's role, and look at who you have. Do you have somebody who maybe has a martial arts background? Um, I, one of the churches that I worked with, the, the, the man that was heading up their security, didn't have a lot of experience with guns, but he was a, a martial arts instructor. And so my recommendation was, look, go get some training. There's plenty of great courses around to train you on how to, how to handle a firearm. But as a martial arts instructor, he's got the mindset that I'm looking for. He's got a survival mindset. And that's what you're looking for in your church. So you may have somebody in your church that's, um, you know, I hate to use the word gun nut, but, but that's kind of what the, the way people think about it. Um, but somebody who, who maybe they like to shoot, you know, they carry guns, they're, they're, they're are most of the times themselves, and they're not crazy. <laughs> not, not being crazy is a big deal because it's, it's, it's not about um, just finding somebody who likes guns. You're looking for the right mindset, and I can't emphasize this enough. The right mindset for somebody who's going to be in a church safety position is absolutely vital. The, the thing that we talk about in our, with our team is we want to have the heart of a shepherd, but the mind of a warrior. The heart of a shepherd, but the mind of our warrior. Because my team, you could just as easily see them um, watching, scanning the crowd, looking for possible threats. And in the next minute, you could see them praying for somebody who's got a need. And that's really what we want. They're, they're, they're engaging, they're friendly, they're smiling. Um, but they're always scanning and looking for threats. But, uh, but they have the heart of a shepherd and the mind of a warrior. Now, you say, well, you know, I don't have anybody like that in my church. Well, then you're going to have to do the best you can. That might be where you say, look, we'll hire a police officer. 
Um, when we have big events, we'll hire a police officer periodically until we can build a team from within. Because again, my, my suggestion is, is that's what you should do is build a team from within. Um, if you've got the money and you can afford to hire uh, police officers for security, that's fine too. Um, there's a large church in our area, um, and I'm, I mean a large church, multiple thousands of people, and they've chosen to use local law enforcement. They've got them for their parking, um, guarding their parking lot, and walking around their building when, 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 when services are going. Um, and that's what they've chosen to use for security. They've got the, they've got the money and they can afford it. So, um, you know, think about this, figure out what's going to be best for you and, and then move forward with it. Now, here's a question and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with this. As you're putting your team together and as you're having these conversations with your pastor on what kind of team he wants, it's, it's, it's going to be really important to ask, is this an armed role or an unarmed role? I typically assume that most churches want to have armed security because, in you know, God forbid, worst case scenario, unarmed security um, is really not going to be able to do, um, you know, is really not going to be able to solve your problem. If an active shooter comes in, if a domestic situation spills over and turns violent, um, not being able to to apply deadly force in that situation is 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 really not going to be able to do you any good. So an unarmed position um, is better than nothing, um, but reality is in, in in the worst case scenario they're not going to be very effective. But if you're choosing to go with armed security, what are your local laws? You know, in America, every state has different gun laws. Um, how hard is it for the citizens in your state to get a concealed carry permit? In some states, it's very easy. I live in Georgia. It's very easy. If you're not a criminal, you can get a permit, excuse me, usually within a week or two. In other states, it's not quite that easy. So this is something you're going to have to look at. What are the local gun laws? Because obviously, if you're in a situation where it's difficult for for your members who, who would love to be part of a church safety team, but if it's difficult for them to get a firearms permit, then you may have to look at security guards or police officers. So we're going to wrap up here. I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about this really important topic? What do you think should be your first steps in securing and making sure that your church is, state, is safe. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post, and let's have a discussion. Next week, we'll be talking about what are the standards that you need to establish for the people on your team. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a different standard to be on this team than to be on maybe your parking lot team or your hospitality team. So we'll talk about that next week. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep the flock safe.